Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? I know the position of the webcam is kind of odd. You guys are not used to me. See, used to. Good lord, I am butchering it. All right, morning. so we're one one so far. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're one one. <laughs> so butchering it this morning, but yeah, you guys are not used to me seeing me at this type of angle. So this is gonna be just a one on one podcast with myself. And my co-host, Waluigi. Good morning, everybody. Can't wait to just recap on what's been going on for the past few months. Absolutely. So anyway, guys, this episode of the podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and I think that's it. Unless you guys find us on other platforms, by all means, let us know in the comment section below. Of course, video playback is always available on the platforms that it's currently being streamed on. That is Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And yeah, man, it's been it's been a pretty good run. Yeah, for ten episodes, you know, going in. Yeah, I'm definitely impressed. We gotta thank you guys first for at least viewing us and getting to know us individually. Yeah, like every two weeks we do the podcast and. We're always, like, I always feel motivated to just wake up in the morning and just be like, all right, time to do the podcast. I got to make sure I got all the equipment, get the setup right, and then just, you know, go ahead and just go with the flow. Usually at times, one of us either comes late, we set up late, or we go way beyond the start time. Like, I think the latest we started was, like, close to 10. Yeah, that was me in Florida traffic. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, man, it's just been it's been a it's been a good ride, and you know later down the line, of course, you guys already know we're gonna have more guests coming on, and you know continue to continue to talk about topics gaming related. Some we'll even dive into some anime related stuff and whatnot. Now I will say that I have not been on my anime binge watching for the past two months now. I'm on a I'm on a three weeks at least. I was trying to build up for Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, like I have not been watching any kind of anime because I've just been so busy, busy with work, busy with helping smaller businesses out locally. Of course, Flynn's is one of them. Shout out to Flynn's Arcade. Shout out to Eddie Heck and Will yeah. for allowing us to even do the podcast here in their place of business and yeah. their place of establishment. So I'm greatly appreciated Definitely. and honored to do the podcast here. So shout out to those two and be sure to check them out and, you know, visit the arcade every once in a while. Heck yeah. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and their discord. It's a lot of fun. Exactly. <laughs> so with that, like I remember back in, I would say, like, if I had to give, like, an origin story of the podcast, because, like, we started in March, and now we're currently in August. Yeah. Like, look at that time, that time frame of just doing an episode, and each of the episodes have just gotten better and better, especially, like, hardware audio-wise on our end, where there were some episodes that were the audio would be completely butchered or... We would get something a little bit wrong here and there, but as people gave us feedback, we slowly improved and eventually ended up getting better at it to the point where now it's just, hey, we already know what to do, set up, test everything, we're good to go. Yep. Usually we just pray and pray when it comes to just running it sometimes when we first started, 
But now with practice, I'm definitely glad we have better audio and some video and the feedback. I definitely appreciate the feedback from a couple listeners as well. Absolutely, because without you guys listening and or even watching and just giving us pointers or just saying, hey, um, so-and-so's audio is not you know, high enough or it's too low enough. Then of course we always make the changes. I've even I don't I don't know um, if you've ever got any emails from anyone or some audio engineers or podcasts or people that are in the podcast industry about ways of how they can improve the podcast because I've received some emails and I'm just like surprisingly I haven't. I've just had regular listeners and some people in my last job never give me some tips. Okay. Because I've gotten emails from people that deal with podcast stuff, especially on the audio side of things. And I'm just like, I would be honored to have you come on. But one, I ain't got the cash. That makes both of us. If, if I'm going to be dead honest, I don't have the cash. I, I would not be able to afford you. So I, that's one, I apologize for that. But the second thing is, we're just new. We're just literally getting our feet wet into this industry and seeing how far we can go with it. So you got to give us that time to build and let us nurture ourselves. So that way, once we do get to that level of professionalism, like podcast professionalism, then, yeah, definitely we're going to seek yeah. out for help to better to push out the podcast onto other platforms, other people ways to market it and grow it as well but for time being we're new we're just slowly learning things little by little and we enjoy it like the, yeah that's that's the thing like we have fun doing this because we get to talk about games we get to have guests on and we get to get to know them a little bit more which is something i greatly greatly like a lot it's just having that conversation with people and we're just you know having a good time and just talking about games definitely the nostalgia trips are what i enjoy the most when we have yes. random games where we don't remember and then suddenly it just comes back in, a, in our mid-conversation yes those 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 be the best ones i remember man, who, man there was so many guests that we've had i think i might be able to remember <laughs> that we've had like nostalgia trips of certain games i remember having them with um, the Media Nut, Pyro Dude, oh, Jake yeah. James, Virtual Suplex, just having these nostalgia trips of just games that we played years ago, like N64 area, Super Nintendo era. Yeah. <laughs> like good times, man. And just overall just having that conversation with just people that have like the same hobbies and interests as you. I think that's one of the greatest things you could take away from this podcast is that there is a community out there of people that you can reach out to gamers and just talk about games and, you know, grow a connection, grow a bond out of that. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get a friend or something that's relatable. But once you find a gamer, it just changes all over the place because it's a versatile community. Definitely. Even ranging from PS4 to Xbox, even PC, mostly PC. And that's where everything just goes nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People, you know, primary game on PC. They don't, they don't want to game on consoles because I can understand the reasons. I can understand the reasons why. 
But I'm gonna just say, like, when it comes to the, just the, like the retro consoles, it's like you can't go wrong. Yeah, you cannot go wrong. You just can't. You can't. Not even an emulator, but still. Yeah, like they would make excuses. Oh, you know, I have. I could just run emulators off my PC. True, I could do the same thing as well on my end. I can run emulators off of my laptop, but it's not the same holding an N64 controller in your hand or Super Nintendo controller in your hand, and you're just playing a game off of the original system on an actual throwback CRT, CRT TV. Like, yes. It's, it's a completely different feeling. Way different than just playing an emulator on a computer or tablet or whatnot. Which reminds me, um, do they still even release emulators now? Because I know Nintendo has been very, very strict when it comes Honestly, to Honestly, I think it might have died down for all I know. It yeah. might have, because there's still some websites here and there. Yeah, because I remember years ago when I was on my emulator and ROM downloading spree. Like, good times. I would just download all the Pokemon <laughs> games that I've never gotten to play. I'm, it was Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. Ah, oh, I love those. Fire Red, Leaf Green, the Kirby games. Dude, the I just Mario had a mini games. nostalgia trip. Mostly because uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, those are the latest of the Pokemon Ruby or like remasters. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that don't have gambling because I used to do slot machines all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I used to run the slot machines seeing if I can get the lucky seven. <laughs> and I think that's where my mini gambling addiction ever came from video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, I just remember just getting a bunch of games that I never got to play on the Super Nintendo, the N60, mainly the N64. Yeah. I got a lot of emulators and ROMs just for the N64 because it was a lot of games that I missed out on when I was growing up because your buddy stayed far away <laughs> and you couldn't just swap games. And even the games that you had, like I remember only having three games, no, four. It was Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, um, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, nice. Super Smash Brothers, and I think Mario Party. Those were the only games I remember owning for just the N64, while all my other friends, they would have all these other games, and they're like, yo, you had this game? Yo, let me borrow it. I can let you... All right. Like, who remember? Man, that's another thing. Yep. We don't trade games yep. with each other anymore. <laughs> like, yo, yeah, you want to borrow this game? All right, yeah, and you guys would swap games with each other. We don't even do that anymore. Nobody as does. We, as, we, as we've gotten older. <laughs> Bring it to Star Fox. Yes. Star Fox yes. was another game that I that we also owned as well. What did I have? Uh, when I went thrift shopping three years ago, and I found my uh, N64 for ten dollars and modified it, or at least fixed it, I have Super Mario 64, Mario Golf, which was kind of a disgrace. I never played Mario Golf. It is difficult when you don't know the controls <laughs> at all. I still keep it, but I have Space Invaders because I got it at the thrift store for like two dollars. I was a lucky finder at certain places. Oh, and I have Ocarina of Time. Oh, my. Yes, I remember having that game, too. Wow. There's a lot of games that I'm completely forgetting that <laughs> I used to own. <laughs> I did have. I used to work out Sorry Esteem, where it just goes like, do, 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 do,
yeah, but like that, that that was that was a thing back in the days where when you didn't have to worry about like online stuff, like game trading, like you would just swap games with your buddies and whatnot, and be like, you know, okay, you would play this game or and I'll let you play that game. Now it's just straight up game share. If it's an option. Yeah. Or J- disc if someone downloads it. Jacob says in the chat, no mercy in Majora's Mask. Yes, we did own and those games yes. as well. We did I, own those games as well. I couldn't I, find I'm it. forgetting. I'm I couldn't find on. it. <laughs> I need to find it now. Yeah. And speaking of um, throwback games and retro consoles, um, for those that do visit Flynn's Arcade, there's a, another small business that's really close by, like literally just walk distance. It's like right over there. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's in the same plaza as Flint. It's called Way Back When. I was there yesterday. And for those who follow me on Facebook, I posted a little video of me actually going to the store. They have a lot of retro consoles. I saw. I'm sorry, what? They do? (laughs) Yes, retro consoles, like a lot of N64s. Like they even have the Virtual Boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've only heard about it. Well, I know about it, but still, I never got a chance to play it. They've had, they also have the fat Nintendo Game Boys, the, the one with the four batteries. They had the Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color. They even have the Game Boy Camera. <laughs> Get the heck out. I am so, I'm so serious. Like, you have to go there and see it for yourself. Like, they have, like, a lot of retro stuff. The at, only mod I've ever seen existing when I was a kid in New York was, like, Game Boy Advance with the lights. <laughs> with the little lights you can just play. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one of the things I've had that my parents got me. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember owning Game Boys myself as well. And so, so, like, me and my brother, like, I think we've owned every Game Boy except... No, we've owned every Game Boy, yeah. Yeah, but I had a color. I lost it in school. E- e- even the... Even the Forgettable Game Boy Micro. Ooh. Yeah. The forgettable Game yeah. Boy Micro. I went from Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP. I think SP was the fat one. I'm not sure. No, the Game Boy Advance SP was the one that folded. Oh, that's what I had. And it, it was the, and it was the only Game Boy that had the light inside the Game Boy. Yeah. Like, that was literally the best Game that Boy was. out of all of them. Because it's like... It took Nintendo so many tries to make the perfect Game Boy. Even though I like the Game Boy Advance. Dude, you're going to laugh at this. I just had a flashback because I found one at a thrift store for 10 bucks. Battery still ran. I couldn't find a charger, and it still runs. I gave it to one of my pastors, and he still hasn't. It works. It hasn't died yet. Wow. It's been two years, and I gave him Tetris. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, like the Game Boy Advance SP, arguably the best Game Boy of all it time. It is. <laughs> Like, you can play all your Game Boy games from the old school Game Boy up until the Game Boy Advance, and it had its, and you didn't have to worry about getting batteries because it came with its own charger. Yes. Yes. And you had your own backup light. So it was literally all in one. Like, Nintendo got it right with this one. And you can close it and just take it with you on the go. I remember just playing Pokemon, Sapphire, and Ruby. I never got Emerald until I was older. Ah. Uh. But yeah, man, like, Game Boy Advance SP, best Game Boy, arguably, hands Oh, hell down. yeah. 100% agree. <laughs> like, you cannot go wrong with that at all. You can't. Like, I consider that, like, a top mini console, like, handheld compared yeah. to Nintendo DS. Yeah. And then one with the Nintendo DS, it got fatter, but, you know, you can still carry it in the pocket. And the touchscreen was, touch was just unique. And then you also had 
other variations of it. The DS, DS Lite, the DS Lite. You had another one after that, and then you then then you had the the 3DS. Then you had a 2DS, which is like a flatter version. Yeah, it's like my goodness. I got a 3DS for a hundred bucks a couple of years ago. Because my friend really wanted me to play Pokemon with him, but he never really added me as a friend, and I was kind of sad about it. <laughs> but I ended up catching three quarters of most of the Pokemon in Omega Ruby. Nice. And I went through almost all the ancients, except for Regigigas. Mm. I remember the last Pokemon game I left off of was Pokemon Diamond. I was on Shield. I was like maybe up to 300 Pokemon, and then I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I had no friends to trade with. <laughs> oh wow! And then I got distracted with Xbox because my buddies in Utah, yes, that's right, Taylor, got me motivated to play Mortal Kombat with them and everything else. <laughs> so I still have my Switch and I use it for events or if I'm like dead bored. But yeah, I end up just squatting up with my Utah group and we just start playing everything on Xbox. <laughs> I get yelled at on PC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) We've come a long way in gaming. We have. (laughs) And I remember yesterday night after the Smash tournament that was here at Flint Arcade, I remember um, a post. I think I posted in the Grid at Flint's Discord in the gamer section. Let me see if I can pull it up. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. I think so. I'm checking on Discord on my PC right now. Gamers. It's like, which game, which is the best gaming era? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you have the 80s, the 90s, the late 90s, early 2000s, late 2000s, and new age, which is this age. Like, which is the best gaming era? What would you say? Late 90s. Okay, I agree. <laughs> late it, 90s. It was either that or early 2000s. Those are the only two yeah, I, can, like, I can say. <laughs> Myself, Eddie, and Will, we all agreed on the same thing. It had to be late 90s, early 2000s. I was like literally the best era of gaming. Yeah, because I grew up on Crash Bandicoot. Oh, dear. I just got the mention on your story. <laughs> yeah, let me go ahead and size my phone before I get um, rudely interrupted. I just start saying naughty every time. <laughs> but yeah, Crash Bandicoot is what I grew up to. I played all of them up to Crash the Titans. I can't wait for number four to come out soon. So you played mostly all the Crash games? Except for the uh, remastered editions. Mm. For me, I would say the one game series that I've played all of. I mean, there's a good number of series, but I would say I played mostly all of the Ratchet and Clank series. Ooh, I've only played the first one. Wow! I feel, I know! I never got into it because I, <laughs> I never knew about it. Uh, okay. Until I saw like some of the commercials on YouTube recently. <laughs> I played all the Ratchet and Clank series, and I played all of the Jack and Daxter series. Okay, I have two, except for the uh, racing version. Oh, okay. okay. I remember that. Then one. I played... Which, which was an odd turn that they went from an action-adventure, and then they just had Jack X racing, and I'm just like... Death Race. Wait, wait, wait. But for teens... <laughs> What, what what is this? Why did y'all take that? Why did y'all take this direction? But the only spinoff that I kind of regretted playing was Dexter. Ah, uh, for the PSP. Yep. Yeah, it was, was just a, a lot of work. Yeah, it, but it I was. put hours. I put hours into it just because I wanted to see like the story of how 
Dexter became. I don't know if it was canon or not, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And I know for me, my brother, he played all of the Sly Cooper series. I didn't get, I stopped at, I stopped midway in Sly 1 because it was just like, yeah. I, it, it, I stopped it, all the way down at 3 towards the end. Yeah, my brother, he played all of them. Because I'm like, more power to you, bro. Like, Clockrow is like one of the hardest bosses I ever had to face at my age. What was the name? Clockrow? Clockrow, I think. It was like a female version of the clock, like the volt, the mechanical vulture. I think it was like a, it was a combination of two people. Mm. I might be wrong. Don't sue me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, and going back to um, which gaming era is the best, like going back to that, like late 90s, early 2000s, people don't understand, like that was literally the best time in the game because you had this, like, it was between the area of the N64, PlayStation, and I would count the Dreamcast. Oh my God, I forgot about the Dreamcast existing. That era, along, and then the next um, console generation era was the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo GameCube, and then the Xbox. Like, those two eras, literally yes. the best time yes. of gaming. I enjoyed a GameCube. I got one from a thrift store, but I, had, I couldn't find a power adapter, and I'm going to try to hunt for one. <laughs> and I need games. Are you still hunting for one now? Because way back when, may have one for you. I'm going to walk there in a second and find out because... If uh, they're open today, though. Fingers crossed. But uh, yeah. there was one game I remember playing with my cousins. It was a, it was a Yu-Gi-Oh! game that was for the uh, GameCube, where you travel with your Egyptian god and just start fighting various monsters or other duelists, and you earn specific cards. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> I, I remember playing a Yu-Gi-Oh! game on the Game Boy. Like, me and my brother, we got addicted to the Game Boy version of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I did too. Like, it was heavily addicted. Then I tried Duel Links on the iPhone and I got destroyed. Oh yeah, it, it, it is completely... I can't do online. My friend just had summoned Exodia and I walked out. <laughs> I walked out. <laughs> and then I consider it forbidden now. <laughs> Wait, Exodia's forbidden now? I think it's been. Banned? Like, for actual gameplay? Yes. Wow! I think so in Duel Links. I might be wrong. <laughs> Because I think they follow at least second or third gen. It's the equivalent of having pot, like multiple pot of greeds, <laughs> where you just get, where you just draw multiple cards. I'll take five cards. I'll take five cards. You know, with all this, I can just summon Exodia one shot. <laughs> I would have a deck of pot of greeds just to spite somebody. <laughs> I remember Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm, oh man, the early, the early, the early years of playing Yu-Gi-Oh up until. When they when they brought in the synchro summon. Oh yeah. The time before that, best time to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Especially after the that, animated like, series was good. I'm like I'm out. And then when I finally played that one Yu-Gi-Oh game, the very first one that came out on the PS4, I was like, yeah, I'm excited to get to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh and whatnot. <laughs> I got wrecked online. Yeah. Like. The deck that I had that I was so accustomed with, like, I would try to replicate the one that I had in real life. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it on to online and whatnot because I didn't know much of Synchro Summon, the XYZ Summon, Pendulum Summon. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Any. What kind of summon? The Pendulum Summon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it went that far. And I'm just like, wait. Judas Priest. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> like. I'm like, yo, I just only know the basic stuff of just, you sacrifice one monster, you bring it out <laughs> another one. Or if you want to special summon a monster, you would um, 
send two, uh, remove two cards from your graveyard from play, and then bam, you get summon this super strong monster card on your field. Now it's completely different. So I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm done with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna back up. I, 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 it's, it's way ten past feet away. Time. I've, I've have not played the game. Like I would like back then. When I was heavily into it, I would have loved to play it professionally, but there weren't that many avenues or places other than Tate that I know of that I could go to and, you know, compete against other people. They didn't have those. I tried shooting my shot with a duelist one time. (laughs) I just remember this because, like, I was talking, I'm like, hey, nice shirt. It's like, it was a classic Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like, yeah, I competed in Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm like, oh, hey, you should go to Flynn's. What's Flynn's? I'm glad you guys. Here's my at. Here's a Flynn's. Never got a message back. <laughs> but I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Afterwards, realizing, wow, I hope I spell Flynn's right <laughs> or my name. <laughs> oh, Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> it's time to do, 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 do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Can't believe how much that game has evolved throughout the years. I'm impressed and terrified. Yeah. That people can just, like, adapt real quick. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm too old for that. Too old for that. Yeah. I just followed at least the first three gens with the anime. Or yeah. the animated series. S- same here. Because I just love how Yugi is just insane. And it's like, hey, if you lose this, I'm taking your soul. With a hatchet blade and a serial killer coming right next to me. I accept your challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and I was an adult. I'm just thinking, hold up. Would you really sacrifice your life? <laughs> Just for a card game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, the more you look into it, it's like, okay, this person's threatening your life, and the only way you can get out of it is through a children's card game. <laughs> team Four Star. I'm not Team Four Star. Um, it's, not, it's not a Team Four Star reference. It's more of a Little Karibo reference. Oh. If you've watched Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge on YouTube, which I highly recommend, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I have briefly. I've seen. <laughs> oh, my God. It, you will love it. You will love it. So many references, and <laughs> they portrayed Seto Kaiba in Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Completely deviated off the topic of, of the gaming era. <laughs> and just thought we were talking about you. Gail. It's time to get, 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 get back into this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, like PS2 era, Nintendo 64 era, like best time for the game. And then after that, you had the PS3, Xbox 360, online gaming era now picked up. Even though I've played <laughs> online games in the PS2 era. If you had that network adapter for your PlayStation 2, if you had the fat one, or if you had the slim one, you could just hook up an Ethernet and you would just play online games. Oh, yeah. That was in its early stages, its infancy stages. PS3, Xbox 360. Getting into online gaming was... Oh, my goodness. I have a lot of toxic moments in gaming. And I'm pretty sure you, you you laughing, you already know what I'm talking about. I just have toxic moments, too, and I know this from <laughs> experience. Like, oh, my God, where can we begin? I would... Comment teabagging, people just being jerkbags, 
people yelling at me. But I think I've had my first hate mail ever in a while. I was playing For Honor, and I was just being really toxic with this guy called Shigoki. Like, a really big sumo guy with a, um, I think it's called a Kanebora, which is like a big baseball bat that's studded. <laughs> and the guy's like, you fight dishonorably. <laughs> in For Honor, I'm just like, want a rematch? I'll play somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, 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 what game? But there, of course, we already know Modern Warfare Two. Like the lobbies, the voice chatting back then was just—it was at an all-time high. Like oh toxicity my god, level, the toxicity level of the early days of the Xbox oh and PS3. Oh my god, the toxicity level it was so high. I would have to compare it to Chernobyl high. <laughs> that's how high it was. That's how toxic people come it back was. mutated right now or dead. Yeah, like it was mandatory to have. From it like headset. you sucked, to I just took your mom out to dinner and played better now, son. <laughs> like it was mandatory to have a headset. Oh my god, just to mute everybody. <laughs> even then, like even though you could mute them and whatnot, and then you could just enjoy your game. Eventually, you'd be like, you know what, let me just unmute everybody, and then you just hear all of this argument and people just talking a bunch of toxicity. Man, I, I miss those days. And another game I remember playing was um, SOCOM Confrontation. I don't play, play that game. Yeah, on the PlayStation 3. My goodness, that, that game was toxic. Like, I was one of those guys that would camp at base and just snipe people from their bases as, as they left. Just snipe them. Or worse, be that one guy that just <laughs> hid in a corner with a rocket launcher. And so anytime someone passed by, boom. I, I would cry, <laughs> honestly. The, the, amount, the amount of death threats that I've received <laughs> was astronomical. Like, you would send the Secret Service. <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. <laughs> Good times. I received, like, if I could pull out my log of all the death threats and hate mail that I've gotten over the PS3 years, I could write a book off of that. I'm just saying. Because of how toxic I was, <laughs> how cancerous I played. <laughs> Good times, man. I just mostly got you suck half the time because I was just like, a 15 or 13 year old learning how to play Halo 3. And that's when I discovered T-Bag. I'm like, what is this awkward movement? But I looked at it up, like awkward movement gaming and I'm like, T-Bag. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yo, I remember when Halo 3 came out and I was in, I think it was in my junior year of high school because it came out in 2000 and, no, was it 07? Yeah, it came out in 07. Halo 3 yeah. came out in 07. I was a senior at that time. And I remember half of my friends not showing up to school that day. <laughs> I remember that. Like, half of them did not show up to school for that day. And the ones that did, they was like, yo, I don't even feel like being here. Y'all want to go? Like, yeah. And we would just all walk off the school ground and just go to my, and just go to my friend's house. And we would just crash there just for hours on end. Goals. Yeah, man. Good times, man. You can't beat that. Ooh, Gears of War. Gears of War. Gears of War came out. Oh, man. That was a good time. Uh, shout out to my homie, Cammy. Cam, for reminding me to get it. 
I remember being trash at that game, Gears of War 1, because I didn't know, like, my friends will tell you the story. I did not know how to dodge the the Berserker, the one that's, like, blind, and you have to oh. kill him with the Hammer of Dawn. I became toxic at a young age from Gears of War. I had my older cousin play Gears of War 2 with me, and multiplayer, he just sniped me, and then, like, I started watching him snipe, and then I got better at it after I stopped playing with him. <laughs> But the weirdest thing was, I learned better when I was playing some, like, Spanish hip-hop or Spanish rap or, like, some, some salsa. Never played it again, but I started playing songs from Zion or Akon or some random. <laughs> it was the funniest way of how I learned how to play good and horde and, like, the rest of the Gears. <laughs> yeah. Gears of War 1, I didn't beat. But 2 and 3, I did. I need to beat 4 and 5. I've been slacking, and my friend Cameron's been reminding me to play it. But yeah, I remember when I first played Gears of War 1, I did not know how to dodge properly. So the Berserker always killed me. I was stuck with General Ram with his <laughs> bat swarm. And then I finally got through it. Yeah. Because I played with my cousins in Arizona around 08 when it first came out. Man, I've been a Gears fan for a long time. I don't blame him, man. It's a, it's a good franchise, even though... They got their stuff together, so I, I think it could be better. Even though for me, I'm just like... They stopped their microtransactions. They stopped their microtransactions? Yep. So they can conv- you can have the option of buying currency, but you can earn in-game points. They used to have two separate currencies, like Scrap and uh, Iron, I think, or Scrap or Gears, where you can spend something on another, or you have to buy a certain amount. But you can just earn currency by playing the game. It's not a lot, but you can get stuff. I think I currently have like 3,000, which is enough to buy a character. Hmm. Because uh, the new season came out and I haven't been playing it. I go for Dom. Shout out to Carlos <laughs> Farrell for the best voice actor. <laughs> Good old Dom, man. Like, I, 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 felt, I felt some type of way when he died in 3. I did too. I still, I still think about it. <laughs> it's endless. Gears of War 2 hit me the hardest when Dom had to um, kill his wife. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. That I'm hit so me sorry. the hardest. And I was like... <laughs> when I was like when I was like done with the game, and of course, it ended off on a cliffhanger, I was like, I love Gears of War 2. Dude, I was talking to my friend last night who, showed, who was introducing his cousin to Gears 2, at least that specific scene. I'm talking through it, and he just goes like, Andrew, shut up! And I just mute my mic because I knew the part that they were on. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, like, some people say, like, the Gears of War story is, like, corny or whatnot, like, one, two, and three, but it wasn't corny to me. I enjoyed it. Like, you you would literally just sit there and just play and just be like, you don't want no distractions. You're just that focused. I wasn't the same after Dom's death, literally. Like, no death can beat that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I want to see this to the end. I want to see what's going to happen next. And then Gears of War 3 came out. Boom. Day one purchase. Got it. Played it. Yep. Loved it. Even all the way up until the end. I was like. Still, Gears, Gears 3 is my favorite. Yeah. I love 2 for the story. But 3, overall my favorite. Overall. So. <sighs> now we move on to this current era of gaming. Where... As I was telling Eddie and Will yesterday that <laughs> gaming has gotten better in this era. It has improved. But it comes with a lot of nonsense, like microtransactions, 
huge updates thanks to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Did you see the post I did last night of uh, the 66 gigs for Xbox? Yes, I told, I was telling Eddie and Will that I'm like, yo, good thing you guys don't have Modern Warfare on the Xbox because they have it on the PS4. I, I cried. And it was like, oh yeah, you guys have a 66 uh, gig update. I'm like, what? So I got my Seagate 2 terabyte hard drive. Mm hmm. And I forgot that it was an SSD, so it was just slow as dirt. I think it's halfway through by now, and it's been two days. <laughs> oh, God. It's like 50% or 60% the last time I checked. <laughs> oh, God. And then there's a song I used where it's like, the beginning is like, mm, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, yo. Shout out to Esports Miami for showing me that. <laughs> Microtransactions, huge updates, uh... Overpriced DLC. Like, More DLC than they have. They have remastered versions that cost a little bit less than the game you bought it for originally. Like Mortal Kombat now has a bundle for like 45 bucks of everything contained when we just bought the combat pack. Or maybe it's like 50 bucks when you have everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like now gaming has become more of a service rather than something you would just, you know, pick up and play and then once you're done. And you beat it, okay, you know, on to the next game. Now they just want you to continue to keep playing for hours and hours and hours to days and days, months and months. Until the servers are just done. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just like, bro. Like, it feels good when you pick up, buy a game, you play it for, for whatever the content that they provide in it, and you beat it. And you're like, I enjoyed this game. I really like this game. I got my money's worth. Can't wait to see if they release a sequel. Or if not, then you know what? Hey, I can move on to another game. But now you never know. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, you never know. We were talking about this with somebody. No, we haven't actually. Oh, we have not, no. I was thinking about it. But like recently I finished uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Great game. Highly recommend you go pick it up. And of course, <laughs> the review is available on... Facebook, YouTube, and YouTube as well. It's also available on my IG as well for those that want to watch on IG. But, yeah, I highly recommend the game. Got my hours worth. I played mostly of the story. Even the side missions were really fun and enjoyable because I felt like there weren't a lot... A lot of... I wouldn't say a lot of them were, uh, like, the same. I would say very few of them were the same, but there were some very diverse side missions where it didn't feel like okay, I'm literally doing the same thing over and over again. There, and with those side missions, some of them have like some story base to it. So that's something I really enjoyed about the game. And, yo, it's definitely worth the 60 bucks. Like, if, you pick, if, if, if you're still on the fence on getting the game, watch my review. I'm telling you right now, it is definitely worth buying it for. You're not going to go wrong with it. As I said in my uh, review... My only regret, I didn't get the collector's edition. Because <laughs> I would have loved to have that face mask. Worst case, I'm still learning how to 3D print, so I'll see if I can make you one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some files, I'm like, you would love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's a fantastic game. I can't wait to play it. My next game I'm going to play is Neo 2. Then after that, Doom Eternal. God <laughs> bless your soul. <laughs> I recommend doing a second second easiest for people who haven't played like the last doom because it's completely different than doom 2016 i know i've discussed this at least in the past two, two or three episodes 
and how I considered a bad game after a whole little anti-cheat thing for PC players, mm. and how to endure some of the speed runs. Mm. Because there are people that managed to beat the game in less than like three, four hours. Wow! And the game, like, it took me a month to beat because I was busy with work and such. But just going through everything, going through all the secrets, is a pain. I did the secrets without any help. <laughs> mm. Every single hundred percent secret. I lost a little bit of my mind from that. Vivin <laughs> <laughs> fighting the icon of sin. I'm not going to tell you how I beat it. You'll have to find out. <laughs> I most definitely will. Icon of Sin's actually one of the funnest bosses I have to deal with. Well, yeah, I was like, and Doom Eternal is currently on sale for half off, so good time for me to pick it up. Good old Bethesda. <laughs> good time for me to pick it up, play it, and give you guys my thoughts on it. Like, hey, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? I'm pretty sure Waluigi will tell you, is it worth it or what not? I mean, I'd say it's worth it for those who want to get to know the story more. Even though they really don't get to detail where you have to read everything in a codex. Which uh, might... If you, if you like reading, it's okay, because I actually enjoyed the reading. Then a brief origin towards, one, towards the last act. You might like it. You might understand the story a little bit more of how everything came into order. Because some of the dooms are like in some kind of chronological order. They're not really in chronological order, but there's an order to it. From the last game to the current game. Okay. Or first game to the current. Okay. Also, if you ever want to play, there's also they also have Doom, like the original Dooms on the, on the actual Doom Eternal game. Mm. I'm being that serious. <laughs> oh, that's got to be fun. Oh, yeah. It's not like Doom 2016 where you have the secrets and you find like the old school level styled areas. Like, it's the actual parts of the game. I don't think it's the whole game, but it's a part of it. Yeah, it's true. a good, like, 36 gigs. I think right now it should be, like, 40. Interesting. Interesting. What I enjoy about this podcast is we have this random bits of knowledge we can share, and then we learn from other people as well. Yep. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. So, <laughs> with New Age Gaming, of course, it comes with a lot of other nonsense that you didn't get in the old school gaming but hey i guess that's the future of gaming now who knows what's going to happen with the next gen consoles the ps5 and the xbox series x we don't know what we're going to be in for but hey all we know is that there's going to be some games we're going to play love and enjoy and see what other business practices these publishers throw at us yeah, I'm still hoping that uh, Microsoft actually does the financing for Xbox because that'd be a unique turn for some players to actually get into the council and to actually afford it. Right. But the one thing I remember someone was asking me about new things we hope about. I want VR on on Microsoft. Like Xbox have like an actual VR like setup, like PlayStation. Yeah. S- specifically VR chat because that would be so much fun. Oh, definitely. You know how much people we can just troll. <laughs> A lot. I'm surprised that's not even a thing on the PlayStation. I just want to be Waluigi, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there needs to be a VR chat for the consoles and whatnot, so that way. But then again, I can imagine how toxic it can can be. The endless (laughs) teabagging. Oh, yeah. I give people, like, why is Waluigi wrong? I'm like, I'm his Latino cousin, (laughs) wah. (laughs) 
It's too, it's too early for this dry humor. <laughs> oh, definitely is. Definitely is so. uh, well, I do want to reflect back on some of the guests that we've had. I agree. And we're going to go ahead and start off with the, our very first guest that we had, which was the Media Nut. Shout out to him. And, hey, Pedro. <laughs> yeah, reflecting back on that po- podcast, like that very first episode, I was like, I know having him on is going to make a really good episode because I like the kind of energy that he brings. Me too. He's very knowledgeable on a lot of Nintendo games and whatnot. And overall, like, he's a good, chill guy. So it was like, you know what? I want this guy to be on our very, to be our very first guest for the podcast. And man, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to do that podcast with him. It was. I was in one of his, um, wait, I have mentioned this already, but I was in one of his panels for the trivia, that was a lot of fun. Or the, the debate, I'm sorry. One of his uh, great debates. I lost it, but it was so much fun just to get interactive with everybody. Yeah. And he brings that kind of energy. I definitely enjoyed him. Yeah. And, and I was glad to have him on. And I remember just leaving, like, leaving that day after the podcast. I'm like, man, that was, it was a lot of fun just to, you know, sit down and talk with him about games and whatnot. I love this rant about um, Pokemon. Pokemon, yes. I couldn't stop laughing over that. I was like, you had that clip, and I'm like, I gotta find something else funny. <laughs> yes. And we're talking about how Peach is playing games with everybody. I'm like, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, where? I, I forgot how you went with it. I would have to find it on um, IG. Like, where's the. Um, where's, where's, this? A, where's the cake, Peach? Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, we're looking up on Instagram. Oh my god, I loved Pedro. But the funniest thing I remember from him is uh, when we were at Super Fan Con, he just took my Lancer prop and just started, I'm taking this, and just starts walking around with it. And uh, yeah, Dominic right. Pace is looking at him and was like, oh, so this is what this Because <laughs> <laughs> when I switched out of my, to, into my Gary Carmine because I got so hot at, or so cold as Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> oh, good times. Halvin says, the media net set the bar high for the first guest. Great guy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He did. He literally set the bar. He raised the bar. <laughs> yeah, and I, got the, and I got the clip right now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that, that is something I would say. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is still true to this day. God. I need that energy sometimes. Yes, like yo, shout out to him again, man. Like <laughs> as as um, as Halvin said in the chat, like he literally set the bar high. The, as our the screaming guest. is what like, made it valuable. <laughs> yes, like like you and I, we were not expecting that. No, we were not. We Especially were not, when, but even when we couldn't met we in our audio had a setback and we still sounded decent. Yeah. That was the funniest thing you could hear. Yes. Yes, uh, agreed. Like we we had a technical uh, issue, technical home issue on our um. That was on one of our, our first ones. 
Man, he <coughs> delivered. That, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he delivered. Then, oh, then we had Pyrodu. Yeah, we had Pyrodu next after him, which which we I did enjoy that one. As Me well. too. He had a calm flow of everything. Did I? Was there a clip or a highlight? No, there was. There was oh. no clip or highlight. Oh, I know. I mentioned one about us playing Uno. <laughs> When uh, Pyrodu was talking about how he tried to cheat and still lost. Oh, yeah. I, I was that. dead. I'm like, yo, that's some stuff I would pull and still, still lose. Yeah, you're cheating in Uno and yet you still lose. Like That was the funniest thing that <laughs> Oh, man. Got to have him on again. Gotta yeah. Got to have Pyrodu back on again. Hopefully, after the next-gen console's release, definitely going to have Pyrodu back on. Oh, yeah. And after him, we had Jake James, which was really good. Like, he gave us a lot of good insight. I, I'm still on, speechless to this day because he was awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, he gave us a lot of insight on games journalism, what he does as a game journalist writer. And I'm drawing a blank in my mind. <laughs> how we met, I, well, briefly, how we saw Hidi Yokoshima. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> Let me see. Did I have a, do I have a highlight clip of him? I missed a highlight clip. I do have one. I couldn't find a good one. It's too early. It's, 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 it's the morning time. It was at dawn. It's nothing. I didn't have breakfast. Well, wait. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I was like, I was like portraying it that morning. I was like, yo. I'll, I'll, I'll screw it up this point. Yeah, make sure you guys subscribe to him. His reviews are awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And definitely congrats to him for being in a few panels as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, shout huge, out to Jake, man. Huge like, shout he was out. in a couple of panels. Um, which one he wasn't? There's PAX. He's going to be a one for PAX. I believe there's another one. I'm trying to remember. Um, Lee Retro is one of them. Yeah, he was on PAX Online. Um... He's on one of the PAX Online panels. He was also on Uplink as well. Uplink, PAX. Yeah, I'm trying to look up too. Yeah, I'm on his um, Instagram, you know. So Me too. Let's see what he was on. I Jake's think he did a panel Jake's for... my fam right there. New York buds. Say <laughs> again? Jake's fam. We're both from New York. Ah, Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's like he was same. He's around the same age as me. Like we're in our. He's in. He's in his thirties, just like I am. So very knowledgeable on definitely a, a lot of games that he's been playing or whatnot. And check out his streams as well, because yeah, he, I need to subscribe to him. I keep forgetting. Yeah, he streams um lots of retro games. Even though I I want to stream some retro games, but it's just backlog. That backlog. That backlog says, no, you're not going to stream whatever you want. You got games you need to get through. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could learn how to see if I can connect my Elgato with my retro system and such. Oh, yeah. Still practicing on, on the art of Elgato. Really? You didn't have it figured it out yet? Uh, sort of. I mean, I'm learning how to capture game clips first for content before I actually start streaming. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to set up that audio properly. Okay. I can show you. I definitely appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, definitely show you on how to do that. And who else we had after Jake? Um, 
Who's our next guest after Jake? We have. You're making me look at my phone right now, and I'm. I'm Negan using... Bergs. We got Hunter. <laughs> we got Negan Bergs. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the funniest ones I've done. Yes. Just straight up because, because of um his hall mat uh, story. Yes. And then I remember that clip that you um, no my waifu. Did... My first vampire waifu. I judge. I don't judge anyone but waifus. <laughs> I remember that. I have no shame. <laughs> Blood rain. That was about. I remember that clip of him when he um, told us the story at um, Holiday Matsuri when he uh, cosplayed as Ricardo Milos. And I told him I'll join him next Hall, hall Mott if there's one. And whatever he does. Because I've always wanted to do Ricardo Milos, and I know my mom will kill me. <laughs> I set that up perfectly. Yes, you set that up so perfectly. I, I made it more censored so my mom wouldn't yell at me if she sees it. <laughs> Ricardo Milo's distrusting. <laughs> Yo, that was that was a, that was a fun episode that we did. That oh, was man, too much fun, too much fun. And after him, we had. Virtual suplex, right? Yeah, we had virtual suplex after him, which was fun. That was a lot of knowledge I did not know about, like, Sega specifically. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, he's a... Comp- Sega Jaguar or the Sega Saturn, I believe. Sega Jaguar. He said the Sega Saturn was his favorite console. And that was something that threw us both off. Yeah, that threw me off. Because I haven't heard anyone specifically say that. Yeah, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. At all. Shouts out to him. Yeah. Plus, and I have no wrestling knowledge. I was impressed there were so many wrestling games back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I need, a, I need to play a couple of wrestling games with him, especially on the N64. I need to, I need to get an N64. Well, there's an N64 here in Flint. <laughs> I need to get WWF No Mercy. Hit up Virtual Suplex and be like, yo, I need to, I, we, let's run some games. Let's run some matches together. <laughs> I want to see what you got. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, as I, I think I said this earlier, but I was always afraid of pro wrestling as a kid. I just don't know why. <laughs> I think Kane is just what scared me. Just seeing Kane intimidated me. I'm like, I am not watching this. <laughs> and then, some, then I actually did wrestling, like, actual national style, or like, I'm sorry, folk style, Greco-Roman such, and it still terrified me, because... I remember someone told me that someone was actually about to have a wrestling match, and they were ready to bring a chair out in the middle of the match. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at that story. <laughs> I'm like, I would just laugh if someone just gets smacked before a match. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, uh, he's very knowledgeable on a lot of wrestling stuff, so definitely, like, if you're into wrestling games... And he also um, spoke on about, like, Japanese wrestling games where it's completely yeah. different, which I never knew about because I'm only just focused on what I know of here in the U.S., <laughs> like your WWE and 
Hopefully, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, comes out with a uh, wrestling game. Hopefully. And hopefully it's done by someone else other than 2K. Yeah. Yeah. Two K games. We talked about the tri- the nightmare of two K. How they just yeah. make a new game every year, something different, yeah. subtle. Yeah. Let's see who else we had. We had Butter Punch. Butter Punch. Yeah. That was an interesting twist because I didn't know he played for Honor and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like I would. I was thinking like, okay, he played all of the Mortal Kombat all of his, you know, all of his life, like I have. And come to find out, like he started with Four Honor and then Mortal Kombat. Like, wait, what? So you're that good at the game, like I like I, I felt some I felt some I felt kind of disrespected, insulted. I was impressed actually. <laughs> I would I wouldn't even I was be like I've been playing Mortal Kombat all my life. I played up to nine, and you come into the game and you completely demolish me. I feel some type of way about that. I felt nothing because I was impressed <laughs> because we had that. Remember that tie we did? I started screaming. Yeah. Because I was freaked out that I managed to get a tie out of that <laughs> incident. I might have lost the battle, but I definitely won a good meme out of it. <laughs> Regis here me going, ah! <laughs> but as he told me and, of course, as he told, not just me. As he told us. <laughs> us in the podcast that, you know, he, when he got into the game, he started uh, learning the frame data. That's something I still suck at. I am decent at learning that I'm not that far ahead of the game. So once he learned that, that's <laughs> how he was able to beat me so easily. And I'm just like, I'm doing something wrong, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing something wrong. But... And I've done enough Combat League not to care anymore. <laughs> I just play for the heck of it. Yeah. I mean, if I play with my friends, they use custom variations. I insult them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Taylor. <laughs> oh, man. And last we had um, Daniel, that one photography cosplay. Yeah, he was pretty fun. Yeah. He was a bit, he was a bit shy. He was a bit yeah. Nervous. I mean, that's how I started with the first episode. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to him. And as I, was, like, as I told him, like, you know, we're just, I told him, just imagine just talking just video games. To us, really. To us. Don't worry about the cameras and setups, even though it's obvious it's in front of your face and whatnot. It's going to be live streamed to three other platforms. Hi, Mom. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, don't worry about that. Just worry about the conversation that's at hand and everything else will just... You just kind of work your stuff out in it, in it and whatnot. And overall, it was a good it was a good episode. I did have fun with yeah, it. I definitely enjoyed everybody's experience here. Yeah, like because everyone brought something different and unique. And you could you could kind of feel that sensation that they're excited and just be like, you know, I'm ready to have this conversation. I'm ready, like, yo, let's let's go ahead and let's just do this. Like, I, I like that kind of energy because now Me too. it it, br- it brings the best out of everybody. It's like, okay, what else we're we gonna talk about, or um, what else that we don't know. When it comes to just like gaming in yeah. general, I was definitely thrown off for most of the responses. Yeah, like when me and Butterpunch were talking about Dark Cloud Two, I just had a nostalgia trip because that was my favorite game, and I didn't know they had a remastered for the PS3, PS4. Yeah, neither did I. That made me want to go get one, but I'm waiting for the PS5, like everybody else. Yeah, because I, I know I wouldn't hear the end of it if I don't get a PS5. Yeah, like right now, I would I would recommend anyone who's considering getting a. PS4, or even Xbox One, 
Don't. Save your money. Get that on PS5. Save your money. Get that PS5. Or yeah. Xbox that way we can do a dual stream and just start cracking jokes at everybody. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, save your cash so that way you can get them next-gen <laughs> consoles because you already know. The moment they announce the prices, we, it, I, I, I give it five minutes, it's going to sell out. I give it two days. No, maybe less than a day. I'm giving it five minutes. Actually, I'll give it 20. <laughs> 20 minutes. Because you already know people are just going to be like, pure, 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 pure. So that way they can go ahead and cop theirs or hit up their local game store and be like, do you guys, are, do you guys have started the pre-orders for PlayStation 5 yet? They say yes, good. I'm pre-ordering it now. I'm going to pull up with just $5. <laughs> just in case I forget and procrastinate over time. Like, go ahead and get, it, get that pre-order out and whatnot because... PlayStation did say that they are going to double their production in PlayStation 5 because of the what because of the pandemic because originally they weren't going to ship a lot of consoles out when it first comes out. Now because of the pandemic, you're like, yeah, we're going to up that. I'm like, don't double it, triple. Yeah. And triple that triple. Because, because they're going to sell out more of an Xbox. That's hard for me to admit even though I'm a diehard Microsoft fan. But it's the truth. Because yeah, like, Xbox is getting more vague now with some of their responses. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, I do appreciate the cloud system that they're trying to use and how Game Pass is going to be free. Membership probably still going to be the same price. But there's not much really going on. Mm. PS5 is just loading up slowly. Oh, yeah. It's like a storm's about to approach and just take us all by surprise. Definitely. So... I'm just letting everyone know, whoever's listening or watching, make sure... You try to cop one. You, you cop one and make sure you got one pre-ordered and booked. And when you're going to go pick it up, you may want to bring some people with you so that way you have some protection. Because some people may try to rob you. Because I remember the... Well, I know it's been years ago. I remember how violent the PS3 and Xbox 360 release days were. I remember Jeez. how violent I, they were. I don't think I've dealt with that. PS4 and Xbox One, not so much. I think it was very calm. I think people just, like, chilled out and whatnot. Even though there was, like, a shortage, because I remember my friends well, uh, was telling me, like, it took them um, over a month. No. The, the PS3 released in the November. By January, they finally copped a PS4. Jeez. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah, by January, they finally got one because they checked all their local places, sold out, sold out, sold out. And by the time they're like, yeah, we have one stock, gone within minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, because the demand was so high back then. So you can only imagine with the PlayStation 5, the demand's going to be even higher than that. And they're not gonna. And they've, they're upping their production, so that way they can at least have a little bit more. I still say it's not gonna be enough because there's gonna be people that's gonna want to get two or three. But they've already. Um, oh my god, that's like that's them. a down payment, literally two yeah. down payments. <laughs> I read an article where they said that PlayStation is gonna tell retail stores to only limit one per customer. Good. Just one. So I'm like, well. You might as well start hitting up different stores then. <laughs> it's literally the equivalent of people trying to buy iPhones and then sell them out, sell them God knows how much to the other Oh, yeah, you already, you already know that's going to happen where people are just going to buy 
they're gonna buy a PlayStation Five and or an Xbox Series X and then try to sell it on the internet for more than what it's worth. Yep, flip it. Because would of, I do that? Probably. <laughs> because of the availability, it's not available. You already know people are gonna want it. I still say that with the two versions of the console, the physical disc and the digital one. Just get physical. Yeah, get the physical one. That might be a little bit more. Yeah, it may be a little bit more, but go with the physical. And I have a feeling that it's going to be capped at either five. Some people are saying five to six hundred, which I agree. It's going to be five to six hundred for the disc. And for the discless one, it's going to be maybe four to three hundred. Yeah, three hundred. I may be. It may be way too low, but four to five hundred for the digital, and five to six hundred for the physical disc. That's that's my prediction. I don't think it's gonna be at seven hundred. I think that's. I think that's gonna be way too much. Can I afford it? Uh, yes, I am going to afford it. I'm gonna yeah. max out my credit card. That's what I'm gonna do. Rip. <laughs> I'm gonna be financially wise and try to save up. Well, yeah, save your money up, y'all, because this console season is gonna be it's gonna be hectic. And as I said before, and I think I said it in the last podcast or podcast previously, buy your SSD internal hard drives as early as possible. I got a two terabyte. <laughs> buy it as early as possible because when these new consoles come out, that's Ripped. gonna be the first thing that's gonna end up selling out like hotcakes. Now, if we get Warzone. God, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get Modern Warfare for it. No matter <laughs> how much somebody pays me. Okay, maybe somebody pays me enough for a new SSD. But no matter how much somebody pays me, I am not going to spend that much gigs on Warzone. No. Unless they actually have bugs fixed. And it's like compressed. Which I doubt. Yeah, I, I doubt the same thing too. Should we get on some uh, gaming topics? Anything? Well, we can get on the one where... Epic Games is suing Apple and Google because they removed. Oh yeah. Because the, um, Apple and Google removed Fortnite off of their app stores because that bites. Yeah, all because Fortnite is well. Epic Games is trying to find another way to not pay Apple and Google their share of the money for selling their product on their stores, and. Epic decided to release a video, like a parody video, mocking Apple. Yeah, I saw that. You know, with the 1984, with a, a quote from George Orwell. And I, and I, and I kind of find that very, very bold. funny. I found it bold, actually. <laughs> I'm just like, Epic Games, I'm like, listen, Epic, you're doing this because you don't want to pay Apple and Google their share of the revenue. You want all of the money to yourself. Like, come on now. You're a multi. You're a multi-million, multi-million dollar company, and you're trying to go up against multi-billion-dollar companies. Yep. I mean, they're also getting sued by um, Florida Stonehenge or the Coral Castle because of the trademark name. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, but I found it super hilarious that a company in Florida, in Miami, is suing Epic Games just because of the name and the similarity to the look. Wow. <laughs> it's not Florida Man anymore, it's Florida Company. <laughs> That's after Epic Games. Right. And they actually have a uh, file complaint, too. 
Alvin says 33% is kind of high. It is. Yep. It is. Definitely. (laughs) I don't think Apple and Google, I don't think they're going to be greatly affected or greatly hurt by this move because... No. They're not affected by this. I think Epic is doing this because eventually they're going to have their own mobile software where... Oh, like an Epic Games launcher. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the move. You think they might do it like a streaming service? Could be. Because Epic Games Launcher right now on PC is free, where you can just download certain games unless you have to spend money on them. Yeah. Like Spellbreak, then you have your Fortnite. Then you have certain... They used to have like a huge sale where some things were free, like GTA and ARK. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It literally crashed the website. That's why I didn't bother getting it. I was like, ooh, Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, Epic Game. Nah, never, I'm good. What else? I, I'm like, I am good. Let's see. I'm looking at more articles and gaming-wise. Yeah, I agree with Halvin. He's saying it's a big PR stunt appealing to the gamers and sticking it to the man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, this, this is like a little war that I'm going to enjoy watching. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, tr- I don't trust Epic Games because... They they greedy for money and the P, and their publisher is ten cent so yeah so you could kind of you could kind of point put two and two together and be like we see what you're doing you're trying to make it seem like oh you're you know you're for the gamers or whatnot no, no you're not you're for everybody you're you're for profit <laughs> yeah first and foremost not for the gamers everybody's BS. It. because they have a lot of like trademarks like Star Wars Avengers. Marvel, DC, all these skins are microtransactions. Yeah. Then they promoted the Avengers as well. Like the game modes I give props to, but it's still the same concept, just a different area. Yeah. They keep upgrading, which changes the whole... I understand the uh, adaptability and such, but it comes a time where the microtransactions get ridiculous because people are spending on looks, and you're you're hitting the youth as well. Mm -hmm. Or the kids that, since it's... Is it T for Teen? Or yeah. E for Fortnite? Yeah, it's T for Teen because obviously yeah. there's guns. And honestly, I mean, who ign- who like actually acknowledges the age for M-rated games and such nowadays? Yeah, hardly anybody. <laughs> well, well, that's Epic Games for you. Yeah. Saying that they're for the gamers, but most gamers know you're you're not. It's profit first, so. Next topic is the Marvel Avengers beta. Oh. You played it. Did you play it? I, I don't even have a PS4. <laughs> what? Have I, I've said this in every single episode. <laughs> I've not got a PS4. Was it, I thought it was available on the Xbox as well. Or I have no idea if it's Avengers is both Xbox and PS4. You're making me look this up now. Well, I played the, I played the beta, I think it was either Thursday or Friday. No, Friday. I played the beta Friday. I streamed it on Twitch and Facebook. and Oh, it is, oh, it is for Xbox and also Google Stadium and PC. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> Google Stadia is still a thing in 2020. <laughs> you hear what's going on, Chris? Google Stadia is still a thing. They yeah. should just cancel that damn thing. I, I didn't bother. My friend said it sucked because it says there's like... They keep rapid rapid updates, but the servers still suck. People play Destiny on it. 
that is that in itself is a huge L. But yeah, I played the Marvel's Avengers beta and it's okay. That's all I'm saying. It's okay. Was it like Destiny, the third person? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Because they, I know they have I'm, two I'm abilities. I'm getting that feeling from it. And it's more like close combat from what I'm guessing. Yeah. I've seen the trailers. I've seen the alpha. And I've also seen like their little, yeah, the alpha, like their whole acknowledgement. Like they're all talking about the details of the game and the story. I was like, I was watching it on my way to somewhere. It was about a good 40 minute video, but I just skipped to the good parts. The animation looks nice and the cinematics, but gameplay just looks like Destiny 2 with my, more microtransactions. And it's more of like a, a beat-em-up. Like, you're just going around just beating up on enemies and whatnot. I can see this game being fun if you did it with your buddies and whatnot, and you guys can just select any character that you want. But I was playing through, like, the story mission, and you're playing with either Hulk or Kamala Khan. And, yeah, it was fun playing as Hulk, but eventually you, you kept doing the same moves over and over again. Yeah, I saw Thor's gameplay. It looked kind of cool. Even though there are, there's a skill tree that you can upgrade your character and oh, so like you Destiny. have more moves that you can use in your arsenal. I'm just like, eventually I'm going to, by the time I max out this whole entire thing, like I've done with all my characters on Destiny. You'll beat the game at least twice. Yeah. And I was just like, let me see, with the new character, with characters that they're going to have coming out, they're going to have Spider-Man come out exclusively uh, for the PS4. Oh, that, no. That, when I heard about that, I was like, oh, they are throwing shade at Xbox. Yep, they don't like us. <laughs> at least give us something cool like Black Panther. <laughs> Actually, would he be useful? How would he jump or climb certain places? I have questions now. Falcon, <laughs> someone, like... Give us something. <laughs> Halvin says, Bake Sale bake sale, and Bikini Car Wash to get Waluigi on PlayStation. <laughs> Am I going to be the chat. one in Bikini or uh, <laughs> <laughs> something else? <laughs> Chris says, that new Marvel game is cracked. <laughs> like, I, I have to play a little bit more in order for me to, like, give it, like, is it worth that day one purchase? For right now, for what I played for about two hours and almost 30 minutes, even though there are more to do, I'm just like, this ain't it. I ain't feeling it. No. I already know that by the time... Like, the only characters I, I felt that was fun to play with was Thor and Captain America, and that's just about it. Shield toss. Whoosh. Pizza pie. <laughs> Like, Thor felt fun to play with. Captain America felt fun to play with. Black Widow, okay. Iron Man, eh. Hulk, it's going to get... You have your tank, and you have your shooters, and you have everybody else just throwing hands. Like... So a little bit of with, Ultimate with Alliance. Hulk, it's like, here's, here's my thing with Hulk. You, you, you know you're like... The big guy, the big tank and whatnot, and you're supposed to cause destruction and whatnot. There's certain right. parts in the game that can't be destroyed. And I'm just like, I'm Hulk. I should be able to destroy this. Punch bus does not get punched. Yeah. Graphics help. <laughs> Unreal Engine, do Chris, something. Chris, I don't blame you. Chris in the chat says, not going to lie, I effing hate Hulk gameplay. <laughs> it, 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 like, Hulk was a bit boring. Like, you're strong and whatnot, but it was just 
boring. Like, I'd rather play, as I said, I'd rather play as Cap or Thor because at least you can mix it up. With Hulk, you just have just, like, bare-bone stuff. And then with <laughs> Kamala Khan, which I like to call a knockoff version of Mr. Fantastic. I was about to say that. <laughs> like, you know, she has some variety to her moves and whatnot, and... I was going to call her Miss Clappers just because of those, hands, <laughs> those, those small hands like a toy. Yeah. Like from the 90s. Or early 2000s, I don't know. Second miss you with Hulk was getting me tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying though, man, like, I was not, like, I'm, I'm, it's like this. Like, if I'm doing mission structure, let me play with anyone that I want. Yeah. So that way I don't have to worry about playing with characters that I'm like, supposedly you're going to have to be forced to play these characters so that way you progress through the story and then boom, you get this person, then you get this person, then you get this person. Like, in the demo run, you do get to play with all the characters in certain sections. I felt like Thor's section was so short because... Was he in that shield uh, helicopter or that, that copter? I was, no. Because um, that's what I saw from a gameplay. No. Um, for Thor's section, like, um, you and um, Iron Man, you guys are going to, you know... To the, to the disturbance or whatnot, and just you know, you know, get rid Ow. of the bad guys. Ow. You start off with thrower, and then you're you know swinging your hammer and making doing all these moves. Hammer time. Yeah, <clears throat> Thor is fun to play with, but and then when I went to Iron Man, I gotta get used to him, but he's not. Eh. Captain America's section was hell short. Yes, I agree. Like Thor and Cap section short. Iron Man. Mm, it wasn't that short, but it was just, I could skip. And then, of course, his moveset, it just felt like, I understand the game is playing at 30 frames per second and whatnot. Like, if you're, I would say like this, if you're used to playing Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4. It's not like that. It is not like that. If you're thinking, if you're going into this, to the Marvel um, game, thinking it's going to play almost similar to Marvel Spider-Man, you're going to be heavily disappointed. Heavily disappointed. Because at least... It's very limited, like, map. Like, like the moveset that all the characters have, it's very, very limited until you upgrade them. At least in the Spider-Man game, it's, like... Even without the upgrades, you still have, like, a good set of moves that you can pull off and do. Which is going to intrigue me more to see what they're going to do with Spider-Man once he comes into the Avengers game. Are they going to limit him, or are they going to give him a lot of stuff? Like, I know it's going to be Miles Morales, but I wish they showed some more stuff, like techniques from Wave the Spider and such. Because there was a point where Peter, like, did not have his spider senses or abilities, and he had to learn martial arts. I guess they called it a spider style. I remember this comic for some reason. <laughs> mm. So, with the, yeah, like... Yeah, Chris, it's, it's, it's the complete opposite. Like, if you're going in thinking it's going to play like Marvel Spider-Man, you're going to be disappointed. Like, really disappointed. And I, I hope Miles You don't get a lot of time with some <laughs> of the other characters. Like, I just, I'm like, yo, I just want to play some missions and use any character that I want. Agreed. Like, give me that option. But, of course, they don't want to spoil the story. When, or even, like, they even have, like, a training room like a virtual reality training room. Like, let me play with any of the characters. Like, when I went to the training room the first time I played as Iron Man, it was fun to play as him, but I got bored quick. 
I don't want to play as Hulk. Boring. Don't want to play as Kamala Khan. Just give me Cap. Give me Thor. I'm good. If I had to settle with Black Widow, fine. No, no, no big deal. But give me my two brawlers. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Let's see. Other gaming news. They just leaked and a possible new uh, killer for Dead by Daylight. I've been getting back into it. Dead it's, by Daylight? Yeah, it's basically a horror survival where you have four players build, trying to rebuild generators. It's a really easy process where you hold a button and have reaction times. Mm-hmm. And you have specific killers coming after you, like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. They have something known as Trapper. They've had the Oni, the pig face from the Saw. They've had so many trademarks, except for Jason, since I think that's a whole different alleyway how to do it but they're just leaking one that's possibly going to be i believe the candy man i'm not sure how that's going to work but i am super hyped to see it because chris, chris says f that game <laughs> game uh dead by daylight <laughs> i'm on a whole different level of gaming i'm so sorry you talking about dead by daylight chris let me know in the chat uh, oh they also have pyramid head i hate him so much from Silent Hill. See, when it comes to like horror games, I am a complete wuss. I don't do horror games because I got enough. Pro- I got enough problems <laughs> of, of my own I gotta deal with. Oh, Chris says it's so hard to play killer because survivors are broken AF. Oh, uh, some are if you have the right perks. Because <laughs> I have the worst perks for like toxicity. Because I make sure I can see people from certain a certain distance so they won't notice me. There's, like, perks for each killer and survivor. One guy I play as is Jake Park. He's able to calm himself. Like, if he gets hit, you won't hear him scream. But you'll see blood. You'll, mm. Because every time someone gets hurt, you'll see a blood trail unless they heal themselves because they have, like, first day that you just wrap around. Right. Then, um, then you have certain perks, like, when you fix a generator, you can see where the killer is. If you're hooked, which is, like, their way of, of executing somebody... Like, if you're hooked, you survive for two minutes until they have something called the Entity crawl at you and just take your soul or whatever. Hmm. It's like a little survival, but you have a chance of surviving. You can only get hooked three times, but then some people have what they call a Ebony Momentum Mori, which is basically, hey, if you get hooked, I'm, I can kill you once you come back out. <laughs> and some of these executions are wild, especially seeing uh, Ghostface from Scream. Hmm. I hate playing against characters like that. <laughs> Forbidden Sauce in the chat says horror games are the best when you play with your homies. That is true. I can't just do play with your friends because if all five of us are, we're going to be super toxic. <laughs> There's one guy I play with, uh, Paul Devlin. He's one of the, uh, another cosplayer that's in South Florida. We talk mad crap <laughs> against a killer or somebody if we play. <laughs> and Chris says you got to play Scummy to win as killer. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, no. it's, it's, it's really that. It's really like that, huh? You have to watch YouTube videos of people being toxic. I can't be toxic in the game since I'm too nice, so I give some people a chance. Then there are people that just teabag, and I'm like, you have to go. <laughs> and Alvin says playing scummy is the best way to play villain. So <laughs> that is true. I mean, he the, got, you got a point because they're not going to be fair. Oh, there's one I play called the Doctor. He has an ability where. You can shock people, and they can have hallucinations of seeing my character in front of them, mm-hmm. or seeing. There's also ways to stun a killer, like using a flashlight to blind somebody, or throw a pallet right in front of them so they stun for a few seconds. And I can shock somebody to have illusion that there is a pallet there when there's no. So they stand there trying to do the animation, but it just can't do it, and they just walk through it. 
Well, maybe for the month of October, like a, I'm like doing a Halloween a, theme. I'll do a stream here if I have to. A Halloween theme stream. Maybe I will play Dead by Daylight with y'all. Oh my gosh! So that way, I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> so, so that way I can get my so I can get my hands into this game because I've have heard like a, a lot of stuff about this game and of course the toxicity being one of them. But it's just <laughs> it's a different level. But it's just with me, it's just like me and horror games. We just don't mix because I'm too much of a coward. <laughs> Dead by Daylight finally crossplay. That is true. That is true. Xbox PC. It's going to be a nightmare with PC players because they have better accuracy when it comes to the killer. Chris says, so all console and PC can play. Even PS4 too? I'm sorry, what? Oh, let me look this up. Okay, me too. Okay, me too. I'm looking this up too because I'm curious about this. Dead by Daylight Crossplay. It's cross-platform. Between PC and console. Runs on cross platforms. I'm searching DVD. ID. Live for PS4, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. So I know what we're gonna do. <laughs> oh. So we're probably gonna have to set up a Discord chat. We play together. <laughs> we get some more people in on this. We get two more because if we get one more person as a killer, we gotta we gotta mute them if they play. Because the whole trick is suspense. Because if you have someone in the same group, mm-hmm. then like. It's going to get toxic. You know who they're going to aim for. I've done this before. I've had experience with five people in a party, and it gets irritating. Uh, I just yeah, have... <laughs> Chris says, PS4 community dead by daylight is the most toxic. You know, Xbox? It's still toxic. <laughs> <laughs> it's still toxic. No matter what you do about it. <laughs> oh, I love this game so much. <laughs> Yeah, I may have to jump on this game. There is a tutorial, so at least you won't get fall behind. It's okay, r- there is a tutorial. Okay, that's good then. There is a tutorial, and I ignored it my first time, and I actually played it. I panicked, because they have the Demigorgon, and that's a whole different series. Actually, I was there before the Demigorgon, from uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. He just buries holes, and he can travel anywhere within those like dimensions, quotation marks. Mm-hmm. They do have maps based on Horde... Horror areas like Halloween, Scream. They have the school from Silent Hill. They have, they have a small area that's based off of Saw, where you have the bathroom that closes the door and everything else around it. The whole goal is to, light, to turn on generators, and they, they scatter them all over the map. <laughs> Once you get five, you have, to close a, you have to open a gate, and it's a loud gate, and the killer might not hear it, but he might be aware of what's going on. The killer can see generators and hooks. So if he sees a generator, he, he's not sure if they're turning on unless you have a specific perk. Mm. I'm sorry, this is me playing Dead by Daylight for a week straight. <laughs> Catching up. This is how I can summarize it in a nutshell in, in a part of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin said, them, them bastards on PS4 are just bad. Make you want to say, okay, what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> see how tough you are in person. <laughs> And it's like 12-year-olds just being toxic. <laughs> Dude, we got to link up. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We, we, we got to get, get a session popping. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested now because usually, as I said before, horror games, horror survival games, I 
stay away from them because I'm too much of a coward. Even though I've been through. Dead by Daylight was my only exception, which is the funniest thing. I don't even watch horror movies. That's how much of a coward I am. Even I, I'm I've been the, through some hellish stuff in my own personal. We are the life. complete opposites, and I just realized this. Because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I take pleasure in watching gore. <laughs> Chris said that actually happened to me, and he actually showed up. <laughs> he said he smoked him when he pulled up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, man. Dead by daylight, more like dead by afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> showed him here. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's a moment right there. That is, that is a moment right there. Oh goodness! Oh man! Oh my ribs! I wasn't expecting that to be that funny. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next topic. Um, Fall Guys, the new sensation. I should have bought it. I've seen so much gameplay. Yeah, the new sensation that has hit the gaming... It's chaotic. Fall Guys. And I looked at it like someone told me to like download the game. I looked at some of the gameplay of it. I'm like, I'm good. It is chaotic. It's like a race <laughs> in general. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This looks kind of kiddish. It is. It's like an E for everyone. Specifically yeah. PS4 and PC. Yeah. Xbox left alone, like everybody else. Mm. I was like, eh. <laughs> nah, I ain't feeling for it. I keep forgetting to download it. It's like 20 bucks. And then I'm seeing a lot of people streaming it and whatnot. Like, Fall Guys is fun, not gonna lie. Hmm, interesting. It does look fun. Yeah. I just, I just stopped procrastinating. I've been just learning how to program this uh, cure for my printer instead of playing Fall Guys. <laughs> And for me, I just I got I just got a backlog of games I got to get through. So it's like, yeah, see the game, but yeah, pass. I'm, uh, it's, it's, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna pass it. And yeah, I would stream it, but everybody else is streaming it. And that is true. Yeah, I just stream random over, stuff. It's gonna be completely oversaturated. So it's like, now I'm gonna focus on something else. But you know, who knows? Maybe I'll have a night. Maybe maybe people convince me good enough to be like, yo, play it, play it, play it. I'm like, fine, I'll play it. Just like Dead by Daylight. I'm convinced. Y'all convinced me to get. Now I got. Hi, I'm Waluigi. I'm one of those guys that can convince people. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to get it because if there's a high level of toxicity and a lot of, well, I'm not gonna say the word because I'm, I've been going pretty good so far, not using any kind of profanity on the podcast. <laughs> if there's a lot of effery in. Dead by daylight, then by all means. <laughs> by all means, I will get in on this effery too. Same, I stream random BS. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I stream random stuff all the time. And I already know it's Sunday, so it's Tekken. So Sundays is always Tekken, so you already know. And other days, I just like to stream something different. Like recently, before we, yeah, we've been going on for quite a good time, man. Okay. By eleven thirty, yeah, we gotta wrap up since yeah. the arcade's gonna open in like less in about less than forty five minutes. <clears throat> what else? Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is coming out in November. That's gonna be an interesting game. I, I think they delayed, they delayed that like five times. Yeah, 
Like it was supposed to come, like the game was supposed to come out in uh, in April. Then it got pushed back to what I think June. But they're really like definitely pushing the RPG in it. Yeah, like with uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I had a feeling that they're gonna push it to the re- same release window around yep. PS five and Xbox, so that way they can capitalize that. Which I was like, well, if y'all gonna push it around that time, then I might as well just get it for the PS five then. Yeah, I do like how they're also giving it for the uh, the. Uh, I'm sorry, the earlier consoles as well for Xbox One and PS4. Alvin, I agree. The free on multi-platform <laughs> games, the free on multi-platform games is getting bigger due to increase in crossplay. Yes. Mortal Kombat, Call of Duty. Oh yeah, especially Call of Duty. That's why I, I'll say Call of Duty again because there's Warzone. <laughs> yeah, that is why I want for next gen, and I've said this on my own streams as well. They need crossplay should be mandatory. On next gen consoles. Agreed. Unless the game is si- unless the game is single player, then that's uh, um, yeah. Unless the game is a single player. But um, wow, I just lost my train of thought. What else? Let me sling some randomness. Uh, there's that walking Gundam in uh, Japan that you showed earlier. Oh yeah, that big sixty. That Was it huge? sixty foot? I don't know. Yeah, it is sixty foot, and it walks. In Japan. That's some wild stuff right there. They have not weaponized it yet, so... Damn. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if it just started. Crossplay in Tekken 7? Yes, Chris. Absolutely. I would join, the, I would join you guys so much. I don't, know, I don't know, man. Like, I'm pretty sure... You've seen some of my highlights of yes. the streams. Your screams are the funniest thing. Like, I showed my mom just to, like, realize how much energy he has. <laughs> like, my regular guys, when they, when they show up for Tekken or whatnot, we'd be hella toxic. Like, we have a golden... <laughs> We have a golden rule. First, we have a golden rule. Number one, earn your wins. We do not give out freebie wins. You got to earn your wins. We're not going to go easy on you. That's the first rule. The second rule, if you are a random, beat them to the point they rage quit. And that has happened before several times. And we enjoy it. I'm stubborn. (laughs) I will keep fighting until the very last fight. We still have, we have a high bounty on this one player that... He showed up to the uh, he showed up to the lobby. He only wanted to challenge me because he didn't want to challenge everybody else because there was there was well, that's a high sad. rank. You remember that one, right? Yes. Yeah. He still he still has a high bounty, so eventually one of these days, if we do catch him again, then one of the regular guys is gonna make sure to destroy him and then you know send me the clip. I, I-, I want to see the solve. <laughs> me too. Should I go on with the uh, questions, the Q and A? Uh, hold on. Uh, Alvin in the chat says that chubby Xbox controller gonna mess you up though. <laughs> and Chris says so I can stop playing this garbage <laughs> PS4 and only play Tekken on PC. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, because Chris hates playing um, Tekken Seven on PS4. He likes to play it on PC because he he don't have to worry about input lag. He doesn't have to worry about that is latency true. issues or whatnot. It is a complete smooth experience on PC. Some people on the PC are the same way with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I agree. I saw one fluid Jackie and it terrified me. He's like, yeah, I went from PC to Xbox and made a guy quit. <laughs> I, was, I, I like reading the Reddit post. <laughs> but yeah, let's get, um, get to the Q&A. Let's see. Virtual Suplex asks, what do you think was the biggest game summer release or summer release? Usually there's a Steam sale or there's Fall Guys, actually, I'd say. It was one of the biggest ones so far. 
And Chris in the chat says, input lag is crazy high. Yeah. That is terrifying. <laughs> but on what did the virtual suplex say? Uh, what do you think was the biggest game summer release? Game Remember, summer release? Well, Ghost of Tsushima was one right yeah, at the Ghost bat. Ghost of Tsushima was one. And then you have Fall Guys. That's another one. Then for X, Mazel Tov. Let's see. Xbox, there wasn't really much going on. No. Nothing significant. Next one was uh, that one photography asking, what experience have you gained since starting the podcast? Experiences that I've gained since I've done the podcast, just self-improvement and... I agree. Self-improvement and learning to hold better conversations and, you know, more so sticking to the topic and just, yeah. It's other than self-improvement, sticking to the topic, and, you know, continually, constantly being engaging in the conversation while, you know, having the podcast, that's one thing that I've say, I will say that I've improved on a lot, especially when, when I'm here at the arcade and it's, you know, and, and it's busy or whatnot, I do get people that do listen to the podcast or they'll check it out on YouTube or on Twitch and be like, hey, you know, I watch your podcast or whatnot, and then, and then we'll just have a conversation from there. So I would say, like, it, you know, it is slowly growing, and I think because of this pandemic, you know, people are tuning in, and they see something new and something different. So, hey, it's local, and this guy is local, so I can, you know, talk to him or whatnot. And, yeah. And just, you know, have a conversation with him on certain topics, especially gaming-related, so... That's one thing I will say that I took from learning, starting podcasts, and just overall just being consistent with it. Definitely. I've learned to expand my content a little bit more and interview people. Because usually I just like asking questions right at the bat, but I like to dig deeper into, into people asking questions like specific games, what makes them like it, what is this? Because sometimes our viewers might not actually know what some of these things are. So, yeah. so I started getting more descriptive over time. Yeah, definitely. And then people ask me about the podcast as well when I'm in West Palm Beach. It drew me off, too. <laughs> I'm like, people listen here? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have really many friends more in the West Palm Beach area that game. Right. I have a couple people. But then I just start talking about the podcast and they actually listen. I'm grateful for that. I appreciate all our listeners as well. Same here, man. Same here. What's the next question? We've already talked about this, but the PS5 and Xbox specs comparison... And I already loaded them up. Basically, they come out the same day. The prices are not announced. The key exclusives for PS5 is obviously going to be Spider-Man Miles Morales and Horizon 2. Then for Xbox, it's just going to be Halo Infinite and uh, Hellblade 2. Forza Motorsport 8. I know that's going to be a grabber right off the bat because a lot of people are into the racing series. And then you have State of Decay, which I wasn't really a fan of. It's basically one of those zombie survival games. It's like you fight endless undead. So it's not like Dead Rising where you just be reckless and everything. You have to take considerations. Like driving, you have to find gas and people that get infected, you got to heal them before they turn to a zombie and you have to put them out. (laughs) Hmm. Then I know we talked about the CPU, Xbox with the advantage by like 0.3 gigahertz. They're they're both going to be on Zen 2 and 8 core. Teraflops. 
GPU or for the GPU. I'm sorry, it's going to be 10.3 for the PS5, 12 for the uh, Xbox. Both 16 gigs of RAM. Storage. Xbox has a little bit more, like 200 gigabytes more, since it's one terabyte. Then <laughs> they both say that the resol or the resolutions are going to be up to 8K. And that's a bold statement. Yeah. And they're going to be 120 frames per second. They've also talked about the uh, the 4K Blu-ray because Xbox they were grab most people grabbed it for the entertainment side of it. Uh, okay. Chris says I'm calling it pricing of the PS5 disc list is going to be 400 with the disc going to be 500. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. With Xbox, I think they're going to range around 400. So that way, they could try to undercut the PS5. Yep. That and also everything's probably going to be downloadable, so get your storage ready. Because I, I remember on reading an article, like, if, even if they have to sell it at a loss, like, if they, uh, even if they have to sell the Xbox Series X at, at, at a loss, they, they still want to get it out so that way people can get into the Game Pass because they know that that's the one thing that is very profitable for Microsoft. Yeah, then there's also backwards compatibility, Yep. which Xbox kind of has the advantage to. <laughs> Where you have the one, the 360, and the original Xbox. Mm -hmm. Where you have PS4 games that are just going to be uh, backwards compatible as well as PS4 Pro. Yeah. That's going to be pretty good for both of them. Chris says Game Pass is amazing. That is true. Add me on Xbox, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need more friends. <laughs> he, bought, he bought his Xbox just for Game Pass. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. Dead by Daylight's on Game Pass. That's how I got it. <laughs> And Gears 5. Right. What's the other question? I think that was actually it, because I think we've talked about our thoughts on the beta and our thoughts on Fortnite versus Google and Apple. All right. Uh, Chris just don't put his uh, gamer tag in the chat, so when we're done with the podcast, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll add, I'll add it through the Xbox app. All right. Well, is there anything else you got? Anything else you want to talk and say before we put a bow on it and wrap this bad boy up? Dude, I'm definitely grateful that you let me be a co-host on 10 episodes. Like, holy crap. Yeah, 10 episodes, man. Look how far we've come. Yeah, when you messaged me about this, I was definitely excited. Still am to this day. Hopefully, once things clear up, we can actually go to, to certain events and such and meet more of you guys, get to know you guys individually. Yep, definitely, because... I remember, I think it was back in February, I just had the podcast as an idea, like a gaming podcast, but locally as an idea and just get to have gamers and even some cosplayers as well just come out, join us, let's have a you know chat and talk and whatnot about stuff, games, maybe some anime stuff, which we barely even touch in today's episode or whatnot. But Rip to kiss anime and manga. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> anyway, to kiss anime. Anyways, back to what we were saying. <laughs> Rest in peace to Kiss Anime, y'all. Oh, man. And, I mean, I barely use Kiss Anime. Unless I, I'm, I unless used I'm it. I'm trying to find something very specific. Because now I'm, I'm on Crunchyroll. I use it for two years. <laughs> Three years, actually. But, yeah, I remember my earlier years. Like, I was on Kiss Anime for a while. That site is playing with ads, but I can understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris says, four anime gang gang. Kiss anime <laughs> is trash. <laughs> I love Chris now. We are now friends. 
yeah, like when, when I didn't have enough money to buy a subscription for I still Crunchy don't. Roll <laughs> or um, I think what Hulu, VRV, Fundimation, all the other apps and whatnot. Kiss Anime was my go-to. I still have Verve for my ex, and then I had to delete an account because I didn't want anything involved. <laughs> and I binge watched a lot of stuff before then. But then once I got my Crunchyroll Premium, I just never went back to Kiss Anime unless I'm looking for something exclusively specific. Like, I know y'all have it. So I'm going to get it, download it, and be on my way out. But uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Kiss Anime. <laughs> Shout out to them, man. Like, rest in peace, y'all. I bench watch so you much know, stuff. There's, there's always going to be another one. It, it, it's never over because, let's face it, Anyone that's trying to watch anime for free, they're gonna find a way. Oh yeah, like it's, people it's DM people DM'd me yesterday. <laughs> I'll shout out some people real quick while I'm here. <laughs> shout out to Pharaoh, shout out to Space Wizard Cosplay, and I think that was it. Shoot. Shout out to those two. Chris oh, says, there's Devlin as well. Chris says on Xbox they sometimes call anime unlimited dead. Yes, I forgot anime about that. Unlimited dead, unlimited I watched Fairy Tale on your Xbox for your, for free. I watched Fairy Tale and it sucked. <laughs> Chris says, gotta help my anime homie. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah, there was the anime stuff. And. Wow. I was, wow. We caught up. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, we were, we're caught up on everything. So, yeah, like, the podcast started as an idea back in February. And then I said in March. I think I want to go ahead and just implement it and go with it. And I remember you messaged me, like, you know, if you ever need a guest, I mean, you know, I was like, you know what? I actually wanted you as my host. And that's where I'm like, what? And yeah, like, I, I was, was like, hyped. you know, if there's anyone that I would want as a co host, it's going to be him. Yeah. Because we met Supercon 2019. Yeah. And then Otaku Fest. Then Anime EY. And then we got things rolling. Yeah. And yeah. Everything just came in full circle. Definitely grateful for our friendship. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, man, like, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Got a game on. Yeah, we're going to keep going. We will have another guest towards the end of August. And then, you know, we just got to see what next month will bring for us. And who knows what gaming news will happen, you know, two weeks from now. So, Definitely excited for the next episode, and like every episode, I'm always oh, yeah. excited. Me too, and motivated because you just never know what's gonna happen. You never know what we're gonna talk about, but overall, it's always a great experience just to you know come out to, to an arcade and just talk about games. Yeah, definitely brings the nostalgia out of all of us and all the joy. Yeah. And Chris says, you know, he. Dead a perfect co-host. Of course, yes, I agree. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, brother. And Chris, man, I'm, I'm going to let you know right now, for those that are currently watching, in November, there's going to be eight of us. Yep. We're going to have an eight-man <laughs> podcast, and it's going to be... The most chaotic thing we've probably yes. got planned out. <laughs> and it's something that we have, we're planning it, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be possibly the best episode that we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, eight-man podcast, I am super eight hyped. people. I'm going to bring so much breakfast here because I'm going to get hungry. Oh, same here. Same here. You'll, you'll see some returning faces. We haven't announced it yet, but you'll see some returning faces. Yeah, I got to stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're about to, we're just 
right now we're going to wrap things up and call it a day. Thank y'all so much for viewing. We appreciate it. Thank y'all so much for coming out, tuning in, and chatting with us. Greatly appreciate y'all come for tuning in on episode 10 of the South Florida Gamers podcast. Just recapping on everything and just, you know, talking games amongst us gamers. And <laughs> you can catch the audio playback of the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Video playback will also be, of course, be available after the podcast on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, where it's currently being streamed at. And yeah, two weeks from now, we will have episode 11 with another guest. So can't wait for that, man. Heck yeah. You guys can catch me at UltraCon on the 28th, that Saturday. I'm going to be going briefly to check it out because it's right across the street from my place, and I'm kind of curious to see how far it will go. Yeah, because I know there's going to be like certain guests that will go there, and we have... Certain cosplayers that you and I are following that are voicing their displeasures of the event because of what's going on, but, you know. Eh, I'm just going because I live right by it. It's a rare opportunity. It doesn't hurt to see what actually what's going on and whatnot because some people are still having conventions going on. I mean, more power to them, but I'm not going to just be like... I'm going to make a mask for a cosplay so I won't have to wear a face mask over my cosplay. There you go. You know, Think just, smart, reprinting life. <laughs> it's just more of a, you know, we'll just wait and see and see what happens. So, Anyway, guys, that is it for episode 10 of the South Florida Gamers Podcast. We greatly appreciate you guys. Can't Definitely. Can't wait to catch you guys on the next one. Be safe, y'all.